Cultivate Simple, episode 64. We're having a party. I'd rather be a farmer. I'd rather work the land. I'd rather see the mountainsides. I'd rather see your I'd rather swim the ocean. I'd rather not read. Welcome to Cultivate Simple, an honest and unrehearsed discussion about trying to live a more simple life. This is episode 64, and today we are talking about having a party, having a good time, having a few people over, and having fun. <laughs> At least, hopefully. Having At least, hopefully. Not for the. Maybe not for some of the introverts in the yes. in the crowd. You were saying earlier that you're, uh, even though you're, uh, that you'd rather have a, a quiet night at home watching a little Battlestar Galactica. Yes. Which is what we've been doing recently. Yep. Catching up on our, our BSG, or not catching up, but reviewing, I guess you could say. Yep. We have watched it before, so... Uh, we have watched it before, and we will watch it again. Probably. Which is kind of a reference from the show, if, you, <laughs> if you've seen Battlestar Galactica. Good good show for all the geeks out there. Um, and free with Amazon Prime. I was just looking at that while we were watching the other uh, last night, mm-hmm. and it's really great. I mean, with Amazon Prime, not that this is a commercial for Amazon Prime, but uh, that show alone in HD to buy it would be thirty four dollars, mm-hmm. like streaming. So, you know, four uh four seasons, obviously. Um, that more than pays for the Amazon Prime membership for the whole year. So and it's a good way to get your entertainment, I guess. If you like things like Battlestar Galactica. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um that has nothing to do with what we're talking about tonight, but just a little interesting tip uh but something we are talking about or we're gonna mention because it's around the run is that uh we've been out cutting wood all day yeah splitting it splitting wood yeah it's it's that time of the year again to think about next year it's one of those uh interesting things you know you're you're working a year ahead because you have to let the wood cure so you have to yeah. uh cut it and split it and stack it for the coming year. So it's just interesting. It's yep. interesting to it's it's kind of like gardening in that way, isn't it? Yep. Everything's always it's like delayed satisfaction kind of. Mhm. Yeah. But, Doing something now for mm-hmm. uh definite benefits in the future. That's right. Definitely saves a lot of money. When we were uh, trying to pay off our debt in Ohio, we used to, one of the ways, because we, we really scrimped and saved. I mean, it was really just down to uh, analyzing every little penny that we would spend mm-hmm. and trying to save pennies here and there in order to pay off our uh, original house. And one of the things we did was to keep the house cold um, uh, in the winter. So we just, you know, turned down the, the thermostat to uh 60 i think that was during the day day. and then at night we would turn it up to 64 is that right Mm, at night yeah oh in the evenings in the evenings yeah yeah. and then overnight when we were sleeping we'd turn it down to uh 56 Mm, or 54 yeah. yeah um and we had one of those automatic thermostats we invested in those because uh, in, invested in one of those because, you know, it could automatically mm-hmm. change the temperature for us and we wouldn't have to remember to do it. Um, so it actually saved us quite a bit of money, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty amazing. But heating bills can be, uh, that that house was pretty outrageous. good. Heating bills that can be outrageous. small and really kind of really well insulated. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now it's... Even though you know we we heat with wood uh, almost exclusively, mm-hmm. uh, there were a couple times that the gas furnaces kicked on overnight when we didn't feel like building a fire big enough to sustain yeah. sa- sustain both, us overnight. And both wood stoves, yeah, especially on the very 
cold nights. The night has been below zero. Um, But uh, it's kind of nice now that we heat with wood because basically, you know, you're you're spending your uh, labors in a way. But you don't feel so bad about, you know, keeping the house at 68, 70 degrees. Anything above 68, it seems like it really gets hot. I like it around 66. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yep. Yeah, it starts to get a little warm after that. And it's winter. I don't mind being, I want it to be temperature appropriate in the house. I always hate it when you go visit someone and they keep their house at like 75 in the winter. Yeah. And you're just sweating and they're running around in shorts, you know, and you're wearing a wool sweater and jeans because that's what you wear, you know, out and about and pretty much everywhere <laughs> winter, in the winter. During winter. And then you go to their house in the summer and then they keep it at like 62 in the summer. So then you're freezing. Yeah. <laughs> it's just weird. We had some friends that kind of did that. It was always weird to go to their house because it was extreme opposites of what it should be. Whatever it was outside. Yeah. Yeah, I see pictures on Facebook of some of our friends and their kids are sitting around doing crafts, you know, because they're home from school with all this crazy weather we've been having. And uh, their kids will be sitting around, you know, with no shirts on and shorts on. And we're like, what are you doing? (laughs) And then, of course, everybody complains about their heating bill. Um, So, yeah, we've been out. Cutting wood pretty much uh, all day yesterday and today. We've got a pretty uh, uh, respectable pile yes. going on out there. We're going to stack that into Holshausen's, those little round stacks that um, that we like. Because that, that really seemed to work out well. It really dried out our wood well. We've got uh, two of them sitting outside still, and we've got uh, this, this one that we're going to build close to the house and will become kind of a... Uh, our go-to pile if we need extra next year or yep. uh, it'll be close to the house. So um, so that's what we've been doing. Yeah, kind of boring. Kind of boring. But fun. Yeah. It's nice. It's good to get outside. Yeah, it is. Sometimes this time of year you need something to get you to go outside. Although, I mean, I like to go out and I usually take Tara on a short hike every day. But sometimes, I mean, I probably wouldn't be spending all day outside if it... I mean, there's not much to do besides cutting and splitting wood. Go out and get some fresh air. I'd build rock walls, but all the rocks are kind of frozen to the ground. Yeah. <laughs> so that's really not. Yeah, I I had taken down a couple of these trees uh, last week sometime. or And two weeks. For the last like month, you've been yeah. taking them down. And, uh, and, and bucking them up. And then today, because of the little bit of snow that we got and then the freezing temperatures, they were all frozen to the ground. Yeah. So you have to kick them. Yeah, I had to kick them or bump them with the uh, tractor bucket before we yep. could get them up. But but we got uh, we got a quite a bit split up. We've got a pile out there. It's probably about six feet high and about I don't know ten twelve feet around. Mm-hmm. Um, so just need to stack it and it'll be good to go to next year. Of heat, yep. probably two months heat. Yep, I'm guessing. Um, a lot of people asked us this past week because of our topic on last week's show um, about big decisions, uh, oh. what's going on. And yeah. I just wanted to say that um, no decisions have been made. Not yet. Um, we're still lacking in some vital information. Yes, we're still lacking in some information. I posted on Facebook that... Uh, um, the waiting and the wondering. waiting and wondering are the hardest part. And that's... That holds true in this situation. So no details to divulge yet, um, but uh, details will be forthcoming probably by next week. Um, we'll let you know what's going on. But I just wanted to mention That's that. because You don't have to make decisions too quickly sometimes, mm-hmm. particularly big decisions. So um, it's not like it's a race. No. Or anything. And this, Yeah, like you said, especially when it's a big decision, you don't want to make... Yeah sort of snap decisions that um that affect big parts of your life. Mm-hmm. So so we'll be we'll be discussing that I'm sure in a in a future podcast, but I just we did have some people ask about it this past mm-hmm. week and so I just wanted to mention that uh nothing has happened yet. Um let's see what else has happened here. That's about it. So, good night folks. That's it's the show. Been boring. Yeah. Yeah, it's winter. I mean, there's just not a lot going on. But same old, same old painting trim. Yeah. Because we're painting all of the trim, like around the woodwork and stuff in that bedroom, white. Yeah. The trim is the worst thing ever because it takes like 15 coats to cover. Yep. 
So I think I've got four coats on it, and I'm probably going to do two or three more. Um, yeah, so tedious. And then it's on to sanding the floor mm -hmm. to give it some paint. Yeah. We've been discussing floor treatments and what we want to do and what's the most economical and what's the best for the future since we want to um, change the layout upstairs a little bit once we pay off the house and once we have money in five years. Um, and so it's a it's an interesting debate um, trying to figure out what the best use of your money is now mm -hmm. and uh, in the future when, you know, you don't know what the future holds. Um but, you know, that's... I can't believe today's February 2nd. I know. February 2nd of 2014. I was thinking it was like January 31st. No, Jeez. it's... The year is this week one twelfth over. This rolled right by me. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah, because one of my friends posted something like, February 2nd. I'm like, she's kind of off on her day. <laughs> nope. <laughs> that's right. Man, February. That means I got to get, get, get my taxes. I'm going so I can call my tax guy and get all that. I like to get my taxes then, beginning of February. It's good to get them then, then especially if you're using a service or or something because mm -hmm. it's not. Our tax guy loves it because we're always organized and I always have it done. I'm usually just waiting to get W twos in order to go in to get my taxes, you know, so I can get those done. Because I, I mean, I keep pretty detailed accounting records so all i have to do is do a print off and then enter out, enter in all of the information and i save all my receipts in the proper folder all year long that i need for taxes so everything's already organized um so he kind of loves it because we can get the appointment we he usually gives us the appointment like we'd probably be going on monday mm -hmm. um but we're not in ohio so we're doing a phone thing which i need to message him and figure out when that's happening but it's nice to get them over with and breathe a sigh of relief and be done with it. Be done. For a year. Be finished. Um, yeah, and with February coming up this Friday is one of our favorite times of every four years. Oh, yeah. Is there a special word for every four years? I don't know. There's like by... by quad and quad quad annual. Annual. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. Anyway, just thought... That I'd there probably is, but throw that out there. Um, yeah, the Winter Olympics. The Winter Olympics are coming up, and the Winter Olympics for us, um, we really just enjoy them. We love watching them. It's kind of a vacation for us. We uh, spend a lot of time in mm -hmm. front of the TV. In fact, we're um, we're getting satellite just for the Olympics, just so we can watch the Olympics. Yeah. And I think I'd talked about this on a previous show, but we actually thought uh, four years ago when they were in up in Canada, um, we actually thought about going up there. Yeah. But then we started looking at the prices, you know, and for airline tickets, for hotel, and then to go to an tickets event. to the event. Yeah, right, and, and, and food. And you have to figure out all the stuff you kind of want to go to ahead of time, and you can't see everything because you're, you know, waiting. Right. So it's just a lot more convenient to watch it on TV. Plus the tickets to the events. I mean, even for kind of like the first round, you know, of no medals, no nothing. <laughs> yeah, just, they were pricey. You know, they were extremely pricey. Uh, you know, and to see a medal event, even oh, in the, yeah. sort of the off sports, were a couple hundred dollars. Yeah. Um, so ridiculous. yeah, we just decided we'd have a... What is that called? The staycation? Staycation. <laughs> staycation. We'd stay home and uh, just, you know, spend the time sitting on the couch and save the money. Um, so it's, you know, it's one of those things that we we kind of treat ourselves to every four years. Um, we did the same yeah. thing last time. We got cable and for a uh, month, for a month and, uh, and watched the Olympics. And then the good thing is, too, uh, when you do have a cable account, um, or, you know, a satellite account, uh, NBC does a lot of streaming of Olympic events on the internet. And so you can actually, I know this is terribly, this just sounds like so silly, but <laughs> last time, uh, most of the time I had my laptop sitting on my, uh, lap watching one yep. event while on the TV, there was another event playing. Yep. So, uh, if you really want to you know, take in a lot. You can do that. Mm -hmm. uh, but with the, th this year we decided, and this kind of goes straight into our topic for tonight. Um, uh, this year we decided we're going to have an opening ceremony party 
for the Winter Olympics. Yep. Um, we just thought that that would be a lot of fun. And since we enjoy the Olympics so much, you know, we just thought, why not combine that and, and have a good time, have some people over. Um, and of course, tonight, uh, as we're recording this, we're getting ready to head off to uh, Super Bowl party because oh, tonight's course. Super Bowl, even though neither of us have uh, any real interest in watching the game. Um, I um, really don't I find even... the Super Bowl to be ridiculously boring. And I think all NFL is really just rigged. Well, you think all sports are rigged pretty all much. All sports are pretty much rigged. <laughs> they are. Somebody's bought and paid for every win. It's all about the marketing. Yeah. I'm very jaded about these things. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> um, of course, they come from Latin America. And you know how soccer is. I mean, yeah. you know, I come from soccer land and it's notorious for paying off goalies and it's just corrupt i mean it's just corrupt and we like to pretend it's not here in the states yeah come on yeah <laughs> plus considering every super bowl is exactly the same it's like the same script every year i mean seriously yeah and in, in sports i mean i i don't mind watching sports i don't mind watching you know a football game on tv i'm not one of those guys that has to sit down every saturday you know for college or every sunday and and watch all the games. Um, but I don't mind it. I don't mind sitting down and watching a game. I don't mind watching a baseball game every once in a while. Um, but yeah, uh, it's a Super Bowl. So we're thinking about parties because yep. of the Super Bowl party that uh, is going on tonight and because of the opening ceremony party that we're going to be having on, is that Friday, right? Yep. Yep. Um, and Susie made up some some great invitations and stuff, which we're going to talk a little bit about um but we thought that we would share some of our ideas that we've had in the past for different parties because we just we can never just have people over for dinner or something i mean we do that i suppose but when when we're going to have a group of people over usually we have some sort of theme or something that goes along Mm -hmm. with it because you know if you're just going over to somebody's house and hanging out if that's like all you ever do, if that's even for special occasions, if that's all, you know, okay, let's just mm-hmm. get together and hang out. I don't know. That can get a little boring. So yeah. we thought this would be fun to talk about um, just to come up with creative themes, to do different things that, that could make a party fun and make it memorable. Yeah. And make people more willing to come. Yeah. I that's... mean, let's face it. Probably most people have about a billion different things that they could be doing on. Yeah. Maybe coming over to your lame party isn't one of them. <laughs> Be like, oh, I went there last time and it's so lame. <laughs> so this is kind of just a fun topic um, we thought we'd share tonight. Uh, so the the first type of party, <clears throat> excuse me, the one of the parties that we've had in the past and the first time we're going to discuss is uh, a New Year's Eve party that we did, uh, Tiny Food. Mm-hmm. Um, and this can be you know, a party theme for pretty much any time, but we did it during New Year's. Um, so yeah. tell, tell us a little about the, well, the tiny decided, food thing. Uh, we had a bunch of stuff that we wanted to make, but then, you know, I mean, it was only a party of four of us that year, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, no, it was six uh, people six, yeah. that came. And so we decided we wanted to do um, tiny food and then have a bunch of it. <clears throat> so we made... Tiny cups of tomato soup and tiny grilled cheese sandwiches is one of... And we had, like, courses. So, like, every hour and a half, we had another course of the tiny food. And then we made teeny tiny hamburgers and, I think, little French fries. And what else did we make? Smokies in a blanket. Oh, yeah. Little a, Smokies in a blanket. That's a those New Year's Eve tradition. Hot dogs. And what else did we make? I can't remember. I think we made little pretzel bites. Yep. And like cheese or um, like a sausage dip or something like that to dip them in. Can't remember what else. Because the... you know on New Year's Eve parties are. A lot of times you start at six or seven and then it goes on until after New midnight, Year's, yeah. you know, after midnight. <laughs> so you're there sometimes for five or six hours. So it's a good way to kind of have something to do and something to think about and, you know, gets people up and... It was fun. It was a good, that was probably one of my favorite themes that we ever had because mm-hmm. it was fun to try all the different foods and stuff. And all the different drinks that we had too. I think we had them in little cups. Yeah. I think you know, so. So oh, was... we had tiny milkshakes with yep. our um, hamburgers. Yep. yep. That's right. Yeah. That was fun. That was a good party. 
that was a that was a fun we one. We still talk about that with yeah. our friends, so it was definitely a hit. Those of us that attended. Um another New Year's Eve party that we did uh last year, not this past year, but the the year before, we actually had uh, a bacon themed party. Right. Which I mean, come on. How right. can you go wrong with a bacon-themed party? Right. And so, so everybody had to bring a dish that had bacon in it somehow. Yeah. It didn't have to be the main ingredient. No. It just had to be a ingredient. Um, and we even uh, went so far as to have bacon ice cream. Yeah. It was or maple, maple flavored. It was maple bourbon ice cream. And then it had uh, candied bacon to put on top of it for the brave. Which was, Which was good. really I mean, good. You take bacon slices and you sprinkle brown sugar on them and you cook them in the oven it like candies them kind of. So it's like a really sweet, salty. Yeah, it was really good. Really, really good. And of course, if you look up on the internet, there's about a million bacon recipes for just about anything. Right. And someone so. brought, brought bacon wrap dates and I think someone brought like a bacon veggie dip and there was all kinds of stuff. We made pizza and one of the toppings was bacon um, on the pizza. Yeah, that was a fun party. What else? What else? What other? Uh, I'm trying to think of what other. I can't remember. Bacon things. There were bacon wrapped. Uh, dates. Dates. Oh, yeah. You said that. Um, There's something else, though. Oh, we had pizza with bacon on it. Right. Um, yeah. It was just. That was a fun party. And. It, Everybody was talking about it the whole week before. And in <laughs> fact, jokes we have been made about, about it, it yeah. almost a year since yeah uh that's funny of course we've become known as the bacon people and now for good reason because we have our own bacon um i was just chatting with bj about because we're going to be riding with her and matt to uh the super bowl party and she said to give her a shout out on the podcast she goes you're recording it right now so hi bj um so the next theme that we have on our list or the next uh, type of party was a 4th of July party that we mm-hmm. had one time. And it was a Guinness party. Right. Because we didn't want to do the normal hamburgers, hot dogs, that kind of thing. So we decided to do a Guinness themed. So I think I made most of the food for that, right? I think so, yeah. Um, and I made a Guinness chocolate cake. And then we made Guinness chocolate ice cream. Um, I also made this Guinness sausage dip for sourdough pretzels and that was really good i remember mm-hmm. everybody absolutely loved that i think we made um didn't you make a soup of some sort i made a guinness beef stew mm-hmm. and then we had guinness battered onion rings mm-hmm. um what else did we have there were a couple of other guinness i can't remember things, i just remember I the chocolate remember. cake because that's become the one of our... cake was good. And then I remember the sausage dip everybody thought was really fantastic. It was cheese and sausage and Guinness, essentially. Yeah. Cheddar cheese, sausage, and Guinness mixed together and then pretzels to dip in it. So, I mean... The Guinness chocolate cake has been become really kind of good. one of our staples mm-hmm. <laughs> that every once in a while we just get a, a hankering for a good sliced chocolate cake. It's super moist. It's really delicious. Yep. Do you have that... It's a Smitten Kitchen recipe. So if you go to Smitten Kitchen and search for chocolate stout cake, Mm -hmm. it'll come up. Yep. There you go. Um, So the Guinness parties is fun. Uh, Another New Year's party that um, we had this past year, we didn't throw it, but had it at a a friend's house was uh, a world's food party. Yeah. Everybody was supposed to bring food from a different country yeah which was an interesting take on it and people kind of chose countries ahead of time not that people would bring you know the same things but there was someone that brought i think a portuguese bread like Mm -hmm. a a sweet bread kind of thing and then he brought to well he brought wine from spain because he couldn't find portuguese wine at the wine (laughs) store that he was at um but yeah we took colombian empanadas Mm -hmm. and um colombian flan and then uh, our neighbor BJ brought uh, poutine, which is the, it's a crazy Canadian thing. Yeah. Just like fries and gravy and French cheese French fries curds. and gravy and cheese, yeah. <laughs> which, I don't know. That's... It was interesting. <laughs> She's from northern Maine, which yeah. I mean like on the Canadian border pretty much. Well, it's BJ. Um, so, and yeah. So yeah, she, yeah. I don't know. It was interesting. <laughs> Something about the great. If it was mashed potatoes, I think I could handle it. Well, There's yeah. just I'm mashed just really weird about some things like that. Sometimes I mean, when I was a kid, I could not have any of my food touching on my plate. Yeah, 
I was weird like that. And I always had to eat all of one thing before I went on to another because I couldn't handle like the mixing and, you know, taking a bite of this or getting like Thanksgiving dinner was awful. Now I'm better at it, (laughs) but I couldn't do, I could do gravy on my mashed potatoes, but that's it. But I wouldn't do like turkey and mashed potatoes together. That I just couldn't handle it. It had to be individual things. You should have had a lunch tray like they had back in school, you know, the little compartments. But now I can mix my food. It doesn't bother me. I've gotten over that weirdness. Another uh, party that we're going to be doing, as I mentioned, is the Olympic party. Right. So, first of all, you have to tell about the invitations that you did. Well, this one, yeah. We didn't really... I mean, we kind of have a theme, I guess. It's Olympics, of course. Yeah. So, um, I went down to the neighbor's house and we cut rings out of construction paper. The different colored rings for the olympic symbol mm-hmm. and then we started sending them out so the first one just said you are invited and it was a i don't know what color the whatever color was the right color for the first ring and then the second one said the date i think and then the third or no the second one said the olympic party or no the date then the olympic party and then another one said the time and then another one said the place and then the last the last invitation that i sent out because we've been sending these out every week for the past five weeks had a paper printed out that talked about um like that ask everyone to bring something like a sweet appetizer or savory appetizer and explain that we're going to be giving out medals or prizes for <laughs> <laughs> like the most creative appetizer and the most creative beverage because people are supposed to bring a beverage um and um also the most spirited dress so People can dress to cheer for their favorite country or their favorite sport. <laughs> they could dress up like a sport. Um, so it should be interesting to see if anybody does that. Um, and we also are doing name tags, and everybody's going to have a Russian name for the party. So I made up these name tags that say, hi, my name is, but it says it in Russian. And then we're going to have the <laughs> Russian names on there. <laughs> um, and then I made, I printed up... Uh, a hundred little flags of all the different countries and then I'm putting them on string and made this big long flag banner that I'm going to hang up up front. We were hoping that we would have a bunch of snow so we could make like a sledding, a bobsled track, a luge track down our front hillside. But But it's been warm and all our snow belts. (laughs) Of course, we're supposed to get some this Wednesday. They're saying we're going to get three to seven inches. So we'll see. You could just take people down the driveway in the mini. Yeah. (laughs) That's pretty much. (laughs) That could be our luge. (laughs) That's pretty much the way it is. Uh, Especially if it gets bad. Unfortunately, it didn't work. Yeah. Um, But we might. I'm trying to see if we can get a little. We don't have. That's the thing nowadays is nobody has radios or anything. Um, I would love to put a radio outside and have the Olympic thing playing as people get out of their cars. (laughs) 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 If I had some bamboo torches, I would put those outside, but I don't. (laughs) We should make a bay wreaths for everybody to put on their heads. Oh, yeah. So yeah, we're going to be... Uh, it should be fun. I'm going to make... I'm providing soup and bread and a salad, and then everybody's bringing some sort of... I'm going to make cookie medals for our prizes. And then um, BJ came up with a Olympic opening ceremony bingo. So we came up with all these things that you're going to see during it. And then, um, every, you know, she scrambled them up for everybody's thing. And then we're going to see who spots all of the things enough to get bingo first. I don't know <laughs> what they're going to win, but. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah, it should be fun. I'm trying to think of what else we're doing for that. But yeah, it's just a way to make something that, you know, make a little something a little more interesting and fun. Yeah. Instead of just having everybody over and sitting down and watching the opening ceremony. No. Why not? You know, it's good. I love have to a good time plan with these kinds of things. It's fun to come up with the food and stuff. I'm going to make round cookies Mm -hmm. to be medals, which are going to be the prizes for all of the different things. I'm going to make Olympic torch beverages, which I um, found on the internet, where you layer different colored beverages in in a cup. It's kind of like a black and tan, but you do it with like blood orange juice and that kind of stuff. Hmm. So should be interesting. Yeah, it'll be fun. And then, of course, the best part is we get to watch the Olympics for two weeks afterwards. Yeah. Um, so 
one other uh one other party we just attended recently was a chocolate making party mm-hmm. um which is just like it sounds yes uh why don't you explain a little bit about the uh the chocolate making party well, our neighbors have um I think it's done for the open house, right? So they have an open house on Christmas Eve and then, I don't know, a week or two beforehand, they have a chocolate making party. So everyone goes to their house and makes chocolates. Um, And chocolates as in the molded chocolates. So they have all these molds and the different colored chocolates and paint brushes and you paint your, um, paint the molds and then pour the chocolate in, you know, and pop them out of the mold. So, and that's what we do. Have pizza and make chocolates and then they hand those out to Everybody takes them home that night, and then they have them for their open house, and end up trying to pawn chocolates off on everybody for the next <laughs> month. <Yeah. laughs> uh, but you know, it's one of those fun traditions that that's um, a good way too to get people to help make some things for another party, and just mm-hmm. to make. I mean, it's kind of like a corn bee and all those other things. I mean, that's essentially what those things are. Just parties to make the process a little more fun yeah of something you have to do anyway so another one that uh we had on our list was a which is in the same vein as like a cookie making or a decorating party yes, i went to a cookie making party t- three years ago i think it was now i was invited by a friend um and she's german and so she has a bunch of german friends and european friends um you know and then american friends too so it was this big party with I don't know how many people were there, probably 20 and then a bunch of kids. And she said, bring your favorite cookie dough or your cookies already made if you want. And then she had a couple different kinds and she had everything there for decorating cookies too. So I think all in all, I took cookies. So I took my spicy gingerbread men and then the kids decorated those. And then everybody went home with some cookies. So you took one kind of cookie and then you went home with a bunch of different kinds of Christmas cookies. And the kids just had a blast because they, I mean, they had thousands of cookies to decorate. And some people brought stuff and mixed up the cookies and baked them there. And, you know, it was just a couple hours of talking and telling stories and baking cookies and that kind of thing. So I met a couple of interesting people there that I'm still acquaintances with on Facebook. So that's kind of interesting. And again, it's just a good way to get together and have fun you know you know what i mean like instead of just it's a it's a different way of uh having a get together you know around a theme and you're doing something that needs done and make it you know i mean it's dumb that everybody sits at home and makes 15 different kinds of cookies right you might as well make it a social event and everybody makes one and then you have a good time doing it so Mm -hmm. it is it is nice that way um because it was nice i brought home a container of all different kinds of really interesting cookies and they were particularly interesting because they were Europeans, so they had all different kinds of Christmas cookies that we don't normally have, mm-hmm. you know, as I come from a fairly typical, I mean, I, I also have some South American things that we have for Christmas, but, um, I mean, I come from the normal, like, sugar cookie kind of family for Christmas, spritz mm-hmm. cookies, that kind of thing, but these were really, they had some really interesting cookies, so that was kind of neat, too. And then finally, a couple ideas for kind of more formal, less less yes. fun and exciting, but uh, but fun in their own way. I think. Um, first of all, talk about the traditional Christmas dinner party, yeah. well, last, and how this idea came about. Last year, we um, we had just moved to Maine, and we were. We were going to be here by ourselves, essentially, for Christmas. And I thought, well, I want to have a nice, um, just like your traditional Christmas meal. So standing rib roast, mashed potatoes, Yorkshire puddings, um, pecan pie, that kind of thing. Um, And then the more I thought about it, I thought, well, we should invite our neighbor. We have a neighbor who's a widower, and his daughter lives in England. So he's by himself. So we invited him up. Um, for the meal and then my parents ended up coming in so we had a traditional Christmas dinner which was really nice because my family we do a meal but it's never uh, you pull out the nice china and Mm -hmm. the cloth napkins and that kind of thing so it was nice because it was that kind of party you know and our neighbor from down the street bought a couple different kinds of wine for the different courses, you know, and we had courses. So we started with oyster stew and, um, it was kind of neat. It was a traditional, a fairly traditional kind of a thing and just revolved around that, 
that and there was lots of good conversation and um yeah it was really interesting it was not your typical I mean, I guess that's a typical dinner party. We right. just don't usually do. We do a lot more laid back things. Yeah, um, informal. As far as parties are concerned. And it seems to like with, with, at least with our family, and I don't know if everybody's like this, but even with big dinners, and we've talked about this, you know, going to your parents' house and, um, you know, you and your sister and your mom, mm-hmm. you guys will spend the whole day cooking, you mm-hmm. know, and so you don't really get to enjoy or sit around or anything and um and then we just eat the meal and then it's done right um and that's what i love about this kind of a meal right. like a, a real dinner party and this dinner you know we had oyster stew and everybody sat down and had their oyster stew and then i went out and got the other stuff ready you know and so it was it took a couple hours and it was just really nice so the focus was on talking and the food uh, which is right where it should be i think sometimes mm-hmm. Sometimes we get caught up in everything else and forget about focusing on the food that we're eating and really enjoying that and making that special, you know, because that's a great part of um, food and eating is just such a part of our culture, Mm -hmm. you know, and we've kind of lost it as far as American culture. We forget that food is really important and plays a lot more important role in other cultures than it does in ours. For us, it becomes a lot of times just about eating instead of about everything else that it means in a lot of mm-hmm. other places. Um, so it's kind of nice to be able to bring some of that meaning back to a meal. Yeah. And just eating a meal in courses, I think, yeah. is is part of that. Because you, you're focused on the part that you're eating you know like Mm -hmm. at thanksgiving you you go up and you just load your plate up with just mounds and mounds of different stuff and you know and then you just shovel it all down and then you go take a nap um but with a with a meal like that you know having the soup and then having uh you know a salad i believe we had as well and you know and then the main course and then dessert um you really like you said you focus in on on the meal itself uh and there, you know, there's a lot more time to mm-hmm. to sit around and chat. Um, and one thing I've really been wanting to do is I've been wanting to have a Jeffersonian dinner, mm-hmm. which Jefferson was pretty um, famous for his dinners. Um, and I think that would be really interesting. So, and he had rules for these things. So he would invite, you know, 12 people or, you know, 12, 14, whatever. Um, he said, cause these are some of the rules that he had no more than 12 to 14 people, but no less than eight may attend with a larger number. The opportunity to have everyone participate is lost. One table is used to enable a single conversation. Not many, there should be no individual conversation with the person seated to the left or to the right of you. All conversations are with the group at the table. This ensures 12 minds focused on one discussion rather than having the typical conversation with the person next to you about their kids or where they grew up. It's interesting because also the topic of conversation was always sent out ahead of time so people would have time to collect their thoughts. Great for the introverts (laughs) among the group. Um, I think that's really interesting. Um, I love that idea of inviting. And he always tried to get... um, a really wide array of people so mm-hmm. that you have people of different ages of different um walks of life different um th- people that do different things um different jobs that kind of thing to mm-hmm. make it really interesting and to get a lot wider um kind of mindset and thoughts and that kind of thing um which i think is really interesting i I would love to have jeffersonian dinners i think that would be fascinating and we know so many people and such a wide array of just i mean we just know a lot of people that are completely different in their jobs and ideologies and um beliefs and ages and professions and all of that stuff it'd be really interesting to pick and choose some people invite them together and have a topic and just see what happens i mean i can imagine that it would be rather lively sometimes Mm -hmm. and just really interesting and that's i think that's something that i particularly like because so often we get so stuck in our culture 
of surrounding us with people who believe the same way we do and who are kind of the same age as we are and do the same things that we do. It's really common to have particularly age be a, um, a parameter that groups focus on mm-hmm. or that, you know, groups kind of join or become. That's what you kind of migrate to naturally. Where they form around yeah. kind yeah. of age groups and um, similar experiences and that kind of thing. So um, I think that that would bring a real richness to a meal. And I just think it would be really interesting. Mm-hmm. I would love to do that. Yep. We need to plan. I can think of some really interesting people to bring together. <laughs> <laughs> I think for me, the hard part would be picking a topic. Yeah. Because, you know... Unfortunately, most topics are like so yeah. politically, I don't know. Oh, but see, you could do one about movies. Like, what's your favorite movie and why? And you could talk about, Yeah, I mean, that could be not, some people could make it political if they wanted to, but yeah. I think you could pick non-political things. I think that would be the hardest part. Yeah. That would be. Yeah, but there are some interesting combinations of people we could put together. It'd be kind of fun. Um, So that's kind of the topic for tonight. Nebraska Dave is now sweating because that kitchen's probably not clean. (laughs) Yeah. He's going to send me another. He sends me a newsletter every week or two that talks about the podcast and, uh, you know, his things he thinks about when he listens to it that kind of thing and it's mm. really interesting and then this week he said oh when you when brian said that i was like oh no because i just sat down with my meals <laughs> <laughs> i mentioned last week the podcast was going to be short because yeah. of the topic and he it, said he was done with everything yeah. by the time we got done <laughs> it was about an hour long show this week's going to be a little bit shorter we still have our books of the week to share but we're at 42 minutes right now so no, but we've got a super bowl party to go to i know i know and the Time is ticking down quickly before we have to leave. Um, so the the final thing tonight is the books of the week, which we have uh, we have two that we want to share with you. Um, I actually have one this week that I got as a as a gift. I'm definitely going to recommend it, even though I'm uh, just just starting it. But it's it's one of those books that's I can tell is going to be hilarious. Um, so the one that I'll recommend is called uh, "While You're Here, Doc," and it, the subtitle is "Farmyard Adventures from a Maine Vet Veterinarian." And uh, BJ and uh, Matt got me this as a birthday gift, and basically, it's he explains the title of the book uh, in the preface and says that uh, as a veterinarian, especially of large animals, where he would travel to the farms. Mm-hmm. Um, he would always charge mileage, and he would charge mileage one way. So typically the farmers would call around to all the neighbors to see if they needed anything done because then they could split the charge. Uh, or you'd go out for one thing uh, at the farm, and you'd end up doing, you know, 10 things. Yeah, so the see that. Yeah, the, the first story that he tells, which is hilarious. I mean, when you read books like this, because there's uh, another one which I've recommended in the past that uh, – isn't it called suddenly the cider didn't taste so good? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the the first story that he tells in this is you know about a horse that uh, he goes out on a stormy snowy night. There's a blizzard basically happening, and um, and the horse has caught itself on a nail in the in the barn, and so he um, it ripped most of its ear off and ripped its eyelid, and, and it's this horse that is just, I mean wild you know just and so as soon as they he says you know we got to get him out of the stall and we got to to tranquilize him um as soon as they get him out of the stall basically the horse gets out of the barn and (laughs) takes off ends up running into town breaks through a plate glass window of a store and is you know destroys the store and then is in there munching on the barrel of peanuts and so they (laughs) so but you know because of his run and everything else and they had put some tranquilizer in him but it hadn't taken over until you know he gets to the store and he said he seemed pretty calm so they uh they end up you know getting the the horse knocked out with the tranquilizer and the anesthetic uh to to perform the 
the Surgery putting his ear yeah. back together basically in his eyelid and uh the guy says and and just picture this this horse laying in the middle of the store and the 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 farmer says to the veterinarian uh while you're here you know why don't you uh castrate him because that might t- calm him down a little bit so in this store and the the story goes on i won't give the rest of it but um but That's it's funny. just a collection of stories um of this guy doing veterinarian work here in maine um and just really hilarious it's just one of those books it's fun to read and mm-hmm. just you know why have you giggling so and then you had a book as well yes my and my book is the art of french vegetable gardening which i'm reading through right now uh, you can get it used. Your library might have it. You can get it used pretty inexpensively. But it's just one of those books that I like reading in the winter. It's got t- love, tons of really pretty pictures of French potagers and vegetable gardens and really kind of inspirational. The text is also really good. Um, I really, really, really like it. Highly recommended. I'm really enjoying reading through it again. I read through it, read a little bit in the morning when I drink my coffee and then in the afternoon. So, highly recommended. If you like gardening and you like vegetable gardening, you'll probably love this book, especially if you appreciate a well-put-together vegetable garden, which I do. So, so we'll put links to both of those books in the show notes, which you can get to by going to CultivateSimple.com or com, looking over in the right-hand sidebar, and you'll see a link to the latest show or a link to all the shows. Mm-hmm. Now 64 of them, if you'd like to go back and listen. Uh, some are a little bit more heavy on uh, the, the seriousness of the topic or the, the content. Um, and then some are like this, just kind of fun discussions. Mm-hmm. Uh Fun little yeah. insights. Into. I would love to hear about your parties. Yeah, definitely. What great parties have you attended or what great parties have you thrown that people have talked about for? Give us some good ideas yeah. for our future parties. Because we never <laughs> like to just have people over for something. Yeah. We always like to have a theme or do something really interesting and fun. Yep. So that's it for this week. We're off to our Super Bowl party and uh, lots of hopefully good food and uh, I'm taking venison stew. I don't think anybody's really cheering for anyone that's playing. So I have no idea who's even playing. I'm not sure I don't really, really care to see the commercials. Orange and blue. I saw BJ post a picture of it's cookies. It's the Broncos and the Seattle Seahawks. All right. Denver Broncos. But hmm. I don't care about either one. It's all fixed anyways. I'm just going for the cookies. <laughs> I'd rather be a farmer I'd rather work the land I'd rather see the mountainsides I'd rather see your hand I'd rather swim the ocean I'd rather not pretend I'd rather do some thinking now Somehow it all depends If I could fly away from me To ride this wind above the see my hometown I'd rather hold my wife I'd rather never question things That's the story of my life I'd rather not be crying I'd rather just be rather brave the cleansing fire I'd rather feed my soul 
To fly. 